Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hello guys, welcome back to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. My name is Lindsay. I'm Bridget. And so, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> we took a couple months off because life just kind of happened and a whole bunch of shit came up. It was like every weekend, both of us had something going on for a long right. time. Right. If we weren't doing something together, then we individually had something going mm-hmm. on. And it just, it, it was crazy. There was Ren fairs and weddings and weddings. Bridgerton teas and yeah. Bridgerton balls. And I got COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it became um, a dog mom. I became a, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a French bulldog now. Yeah, <laughs> so much stuff has happened. Oh, man. It started off as like, let's take let's take a break to kind of let us both finish and kind of digest House of Sky and Breath. And then oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. that time, life just kind of went and got in the way. And we were like, well, one month off turned into two and now it's turned into three. So it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, we're back. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bulldogs, I'm at, we're at my sister's house. So yeah. you might hear little snorts and sounds in the background. But yeah, she's got an English and a Frenchie. So many snorts. Okay, should I explain what we're doing this yeah, episode? Yeah, okay. but you had this really cool idea and I liked it, so we're doing it. Okay, so I was thinking how sometimes we both read like separately with our own agenda, so sometimes we read things that the other one probably doesn't want to read or can't picture themselves yeah. like getting to at some point. So I was like, what if we just told the other person the plot of a book that we've read and then we could just kind of cast them at the end. Like, this is who I was picturing. And yeah. Yeah. And I kind of already did it for my book. While I was reading it, I basically word vomited the whole entirety. To, well, up to the... Because I hadn't finished it yet. Yeah, you hadn't so. finished it. So you told me most of it. But Yeah, but I was... I missed <laughs> details and I was just... I swear I did it in like the span of a couple minutes. Yeah, because we were, you, like, we were everything. driving back from the Bridgerton Tea, mm-hmm. weren't we? Yeah. So I'm going to be telling Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we both we both have uh-huh. one book that we read in the past couple months that we mm-hmm. were just like reading for funsies. And so Bridget's book is... Verity yeah. by Colleen Hoover. And mine is... <laughs> Ice Planet Barbarians. Yeah. Yes, by Ruby Dixon. Only the first one. I've only read the first one. Yeah. Yes. So Lindsay's episode will be that one. Yes. But today mm-hmm. we're doing Verity, which I'm very excited for because I was left on a cliff <laughs> just waiting we to were, hear the ending. We were in line for Space Mountain and she's like, oh, so how did Verity end? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you because I have an idea for an episode. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, wait, that's so much better. Don't oh. tell me. But at the same time, I was sitting there like, but how does it end? So I'm going to build back up the yes. anticipation. So Starting tell me the beginning. as I'm like telling it, be like, oh, this is where you left off because I honestly can't remember. Okay. So just tell me like when we reach that point in the story. Okay. But yeah. I'm excited. Shall we begin? Yes. <laughs> okay. Da, da, da. I swear. Colleen Hoover like made it her mission to put as many fucked up things in this book as she can because normally she writes like very emotional. I would say they're like rom- emotional contemporary right? romance stuff. Yeah. Freaking It Ends With Us, man. <laughs> so I read It Ends With Us. And then I decided to read Verity thinking like, oh, it might be a little similar. But then my friends, Maria and Magali, are like, oh, no, like it's very dark. I'm like, <laughs> all right. So I start the book. The first sentence is, I hear the crack of his skull before the splattering of blood reaches me. Oh, fantastic. Solid, solid start. <laughs> I love it immediately. <laughs> You're like, yes. My morbid soul is just like, yes. <clears throat> okay. So our main girl, Lowen Ashley is on her way to a meeting with her publisher regarding a book deal in New York City. 
and she witnesses a man get hit by a truck right in front of her. When the chaos of the accident's aftermath like ensues, a stranger pulls a shocked Lowen into a coffee shop's bathroom. She's like completely covered in blood and just like in shock, like Ugh. not moving. And this guy is like, she was the first, like the closest person to the guy. And she doesn't, she said like she saw him go under the truck, mm. but she looked away, but she heard his head pop off. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why she's in shock, rightly so. So the stranger that pulls her into the coffee shop is Jeremy Crawford. He like quite literally gives her the shirt off of his back and he's described as being utterly beautiful. And of course, aren't tall, they all? Blah, 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 like all of them, you know? <laughs> aren't they all? <laughs> and she's like in a shocked state but noticing this about him. And then Lowen also notices how he seems to be very calm about the situation, even though he witnessed the accident too. And the two of them then proceed to have like a not so casual conversation in the bathroom about their experiences with trauma and grief. And Jeremy's like, oh, well, my daughter drowned five months ago. That's probably why this isn't affecting me that much. And she's like, oh, okay. Um, I guess I'll have to one up that. My mom passed away from cancer a week ago and I was take, like her caregiver pretty much. So this, they barely met each other and they've already like explained all of this. So during their TMI session, Lowen That's acknowledges. Quite a nice breaker. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Tell me the most traumatic <laughs> right? thing that's Tell ever happened. Tell me the traumatic events that happened in your life recently. That's not even the most traumatic thing that's happened to this guy. Oh, God. Dear God. During their TMI session, Lowen acknowledges that like she has major hots for this stranger, <laughs> but is bummed to see the ha- he has like a wedding ring on his fingers. She's like, dang it. And the two of them part ways. Uh, on her way to meet with her publisher and ex lover. Oh. They, yeah, they had a bit of an office romance for a bit, but it was kind of weird because he wanted to be her publisher after reading her book because he fell in love with, I don't know if he fell in love with the main character or like the way that she wrote. So he built her up to be this like type oh. of person. And then when he found out she wasn't like that, he was just kind of like disengaged, but they basically like had sex all the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, they broke up. Now he's just her publisher. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and we learn in a disposition brain dump that she is extremely low on rent and is essentially broke after being her mother's caregiver for the past few years while she was on hospice. So Lowen spent all of her life savings taking care of her mother and her mummer, her mother, <laughs> her mother <laughs> promised that she would receive her life insurance upon her passing. But just before she passed, like literally as she's passing, I think she admitted that she lied and that there was never any money. And she thought that Lowen would abandon her because they never really had a good relationship growing up. So Lowen's mother always kept her at a distance when she was a child because they learned that she had a sleepwalking, I don't know if it's called a disorder, but she had like very uh, intense sleepwalking episodes. So in summation, Lowen is very, very desperate for this deal to like go further along, but she doesn't really know what the deal entails. And then uh, upon arriving at the meeting room, Lowen finds Jeremy sitting in there. So they were on their way to the same meeting. Jeremy's uh, representative. Wait, so hmm? is this the same day that she saw the guy get yeah. hit? This is literally right after. Oh, my God. So she sees a guy get hit <laughs> yeah. and instead of doing like going home or something, she just continues to go to the meeting? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Because okay. that's how desperate she is for money. Like her apartment is on foreclosure oh. pretty much. and. Well, shit. So she needs this, and she can't get any more advancements, yeah. and she's basically going to be homeless if this doesn't well, fuck. go through. <laughs> so Jeremy's representatives, they're like the editors for these books, 
They offer Loan a deal in which she is going to be the ghostwriter for three books in a series, and it has to mimic the writing style of Jeremy's wife, who is unable to fulfill her contract due to medical reasons. Verity Crawford is a successful writer known for writing thrillers in the perspective of a villain, and they offer Loan like $75,000 per book and full writing credit. So like she'll... It'll be Verity Crawford and, like, co-written by blah, blah, blah. Like, it's yeah. not only Verity wrote this. Like, not a full ghost writing thing. So this will be very good for her career because she writes kind of low-key books that don't get a lot of fan base. And she's not, like, a, you know, <laughs> yeah, like a, a, a famous author. author. Yeah. Like, uh, Loan initially rejects this offer because she likes the, lo- or she likes the low-key author life and <laughs> doesn't want to essentially become the face of this new series. It's not a new series, like she's continuing Verities, like she's supposed to complete it. Jeremy asks to speak to her in private, and he tells her that his wife was recently in a car accident and that she was a huge fan of Lowen's work, which is why they asked her to do the job. Oh, and also, he didn't just lose one daughter, but 11 months ago, they lost her twin to another tragic accident. And he tells her, like, oh, if you ask for more money in the deal, they'll give it to you, and you can retain your privacy if you want. And he also offers to have her come stay in his and Verity's home in the Vermont countryside so that she can research and kind of comb through Verity's office, which is pretty perfect for Lowen, considering that her apartment's going to be foreclosed on and she's not going to have anywhere to live. Right. So yeah, good deal, I would say. Uh, Later that day, her publisher shows back up at at her apartment and he tells her of his suspicions of Jeremy and how... He must be involved in all the tragedies that have happened to his family because there's like no way a sequence of like tragedies happens to just one person. He's like, a series of this is suspicious. Events. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. It's like, you fucking got me this job, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Also, you're not my boyfriend. So, hmm. I mean, it is a little suspicious that like literally everyone in his family yes. but him has had something happen to them. Uh, Lowen admits that she has actually already done her own research on him. She Googled him. And she's learned that one of his daughters, or his other daughter, the twin, died of an allergic reaction at a sleepover, and that the other drowned in a lake behind their house. And that happened, like, within six months of each other. And this, the last previous death happened three months ago, so. And then Verity was in an accident, like, a month ago or something, so. Whew. Sequence of threes, bad things happen. Or in a sequence of fours, what's going to happen next? (laughs) (laughs) Ah. So on her road trip over from New York to Vermont, she <laughs> listens to the audiobook of Verity's first book in the series because she's actually never read one of Verity's books. She is overwhelmed by Verity's writing style because it is hella creepy and she isn't too sure that she'll be able to replicate it that easily. Uh, she arrives at the Crawford's home and is greeted by Jeremy's very blunt, like kind of creepy son, Crew. And also his name is Crew. Like C-R-E-W. It's a little weird. Oh, That's funny. There's a Instagram family that I follow and their son's name is Crew. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know why. I've never heard that name before. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, what? Who is naming these people? Okay. <laughs> when Lowen tells him that it must be nice to live in such a big house, he's like, it used to be. And he walks away. <gasps> so yeah, I was like, Tragedy. this kid. <laughs> oh, poor boy. Uh, Jeremy greets her and shows her to the master bedroom that used to be his and Verity's bedroom. So like not a creepy ambiance at all. Mm-mm. And Lowen notices that there's like teeth marks on the headboard of the bed. 
So, <laughs> so she's like, interesting. And then she requests, like she knows there's, there's an, a lock on the door. So she asks Jeremy to put a lock on the door for her and then she'll feel fully comfortable staying there. And Jeremy then introduces her to Verity, who is in a comatose state and doesn't like seem to be aware of her surroundings. Like she can't, she can blink, but she can't like wipe her mouth or like move anything. She just kind of sits there and yeah. Lowen begins exploring Verity's office to kind of come up with an outline for the new book. And she ends up finding a draft to one of Verity's unpublished books. And it's actually an autobiography. So she begins to read it. Like, yeah, I would do. <laughs> I'd probably do that too. Right. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're trying to get in the head of a person to like write like they do, mm-hmm. their basic like diary is probably the best place to yeah. start. That was her initial reason for yeah. reading it. She's like, oh, I'm going to get inside her head and yeah. go forth and I'll Makes understand sense, it. Makes right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're gonna, she literally has this giant office to comb through and then she finds that. Like, it's kind of a gold mine. So she starts reading right. it. Like and, an Easter egg. Uh-huh. In the first chapter, Verity describes the night that she and Jeremy like first met and how they instantly fell in love. Verity goes over everything that made her fall in love with Jeremy and how she became like instantly obsessed with him and then only cared about him. She also very vividly describes their like sex life throughout all of this. And she's Dear like Jesus. obsessed with giving him blowjobs. It's like <laughs> it's kind of comical. <laughs> but yeah. So she ends the chapter with the line, he loved me more than he loved anything or anyone. I was his sole reason for living until he discovered the one thing that meant more to him than I did. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Not (laughs) ominous at all. Right. Awesome. Lowen eats dinner with Jeremy in the kitchen that night and asks him how he and Verity first met. And the details that he describes, they like match up pretty perfectly with Verity's writing. So she's like, okay, so Verity's writing is truthful because they... Right. She's not just like making shit up, you know. That's also kind of nice to hear because it's like, okay, this lady kind of had her wits about her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She wasn't like dramatizing it for effect. It was pretty like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Jeremy tells her how Verity's accident happened not too long after their daughter Harper passed. And Verity was in a medically induced coma for a little bit. And then when she came to, she was in like a nursing facility and she's only been home for a few weeks now. And she has a 24-hour, like, caregiver. Well, not 24-hour. They they leave at night. So then Jeremy takes over at night. And then that night, Lowen reads another chapter of Verity's autobiome. At this point, Jeremy and Verity have been together for two years. And Jeremy leaves on a business trip to Los Angeles. In her loneliness, Verity begins to write. And she completes her first novel. And then when Jeremy returns, he reads her manuscript and he's just like, you're fucking brilliant. This is going to, like, make you so, like, rich and blah, blah, blah. And then he proposes to her. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Sounds like a lovely couple. <laughs> you're going to be rich. Want to get married? <laughs> I mean, he he does it in, like, a heartwarming way. Like, yeah. he's very, he's he's kind of like a, like a teddy bear in a way. Like, oh, he's okay. very lovable. And, like, I kind of, I'm poking fun at him a lot. But we'll get there. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So the following day, Lowen continues to work in Verity's office, but keeps thinking about reading more of the manuscript. Haven't we all been there? Right. You know? Honestly. Like, I'm just going to, ooh, look at this fan fiction. I'm just going to read a little bit. <laughs> honestly. six chapters later. Right. So we've all been there, Lowen. And the office 
has these huge windows that show the backyard porch area and they like show the lake. And Lowen sees that Verity is sitting in her wheelchair staring at the lake while her nurse is reading a book. And Lowen then thinks about the accident and the state that it's left Verity in. And she thinks, "Ah." every time I quote from this book, I'm like, oi. So Lowen thinks it's as if she were an egg cracked open and poured out. And all that's left are the tiny fragments of hard shell. She thinks about Jeremy and how it's disappointing knowing that this is his life now, caring for an eggshell with no yolk. Oh, shit. fuck. And she thinks that. And then immediately she's like, why the fuck did I just think that? Like, that's so fucked up. Like, yeah. But, you know, sometimes you think like horrible things. Yeah. But also she's a writer. So I was like dang Lowen, like i think you're good you could write this right here you're worried about writing creepily you've done it (laughs) and she's like fuck like why did i think that and then she looks back up and verity her head is tilted towards her and she's like staring at her through the window (laughs) i remember when you first told me this and i was like he's like i picture it perfectly and it's Mm -hmm. just like yeah (laughs) so then Lowen feels like her stomach drop i felt it too and <laughs> she feels super uneasy, but she thinks it must be a coincidence because when she gets up, she notices that Verity's eyes don't follow her. She's like, oh, it must have just, that just happened. Like, it, <laughs> she just happened to be looking at me. She wasn't doing it on purpose. She couldn't read my thoughts. So later that day, Lowen is watching Crew and Jeremy. They're taking apart the deck in the backyard that's like right by the lake. And Lowen sees Crew wave up at Verity's bedroom. So she turns around, looks up, and sees that the curtain is falling down. She's like, what the fuck? And she's like, absolutely not. So she rushes up there, thinks like, oh, maybe someone's in the room or what is going on. She goes up there to check on Verity, finds that she's asleep and that there's a fan blowing. So I'm like, oh, that must have been what moved the curtain, right? Mm-hmm. We've all seen <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> absolutely not there's so many points in this book i'm like Lindsay was just fulling the book exactly the exactly like when you were telling me the first time i was like there's no way in hell i'm reading this book nope it i ain't loved happening. it i loved it I well i'm like, sure you ah. did the funny thing is if they <laughs> made it into a movie i'd be right there i'd yeah, go see it this but would like be such a good movie reading this by myself no thank you mm-hmm. awesome let's continue <laughs> lowen also continues she continues to read the manuscript that night turns out that the night that Verity and Jeremy got engaged, they also conceived. Verity writes on about how she is terrified of gaining weight and losing her figure that Jeremy fell in love with. So this is where things kind of get like a little, she's like, what the, this is weird. Why is Verity like writing like this kind of stuff? So her, she starts looking at her character a little bit differently. And Verity contemplates working out extensively uh, to kind of hopefully induce early labor so that she doesn't get too big. Like, that's her plan. Jesus. Soon, they learn that they are actually going to have twins. Verity is devastated by this news, and Jeremy is so excited. Like, he is so excited to be a dad. It's, like, really cute. Oh. Verity is also repulsed when Jeremy rubs her belly and talks about how much he already loves their daughters, and she's just like, how do you love them already? And he's like, do you love them more than you love me? He's like, it's a different type of love. And she's like, but do you love them more than you love me? And he's like, I guess. Like, it's kind of... Right. The way he explains it, it makes sense. And yeah. It's a creation of both of you. So, he, yeah, he's going to love both. Right. He's going to love them a little bit more. Who cares? She cares very much. Ooh. This is like, she takes this the worst way. Of course. Verity becomes very fearful of losing Jeremy's affection and becoming the fourth wheel in this family. She begins attempting 
to induce a miscarriage. She tries sleeping pills, drinking wine when Jeremy isn't looking, and even goes as far as to try to self-abort with a wire hanger while Jeremy is sleeping. What? Yeah, but it doesn't work, and she ends up having the girls. And, and the girls are fine? Like, there's nothing I'll, wrong with them? I'll get there. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. So, um, Lowen finishes that chapter, and she's just like, what the fuck? Like, this is where everything kind of flips on her. Yeah. She's like, who, who the hell is this woman? And right. Yeah. So she is shocked and she begins to suspect that Verity may have had a hand in the accidental deaths of her daughters, like rightly so. Uh, Lowen heads to the kitchen to get some much needed alcohol and she runs into Jeremy. She learns from him that while Verity is not paralyzed, she isn't expected to make a full recovery and that her mind is essentially that of an infant's now. While Jeremy puts crew to sleep, Lowen looks at a picture of the twins, like, in the hallway, and she notices how Chastin, the one that had, um, she passed away at the sleepover, she had a scar on her cheek. And Lowen asks Jeremy, like, oh, how did she get that scar? And he's like, oh, she was born with it. <laughs> like, this uh, is, I'm sorry, this is not a Maybelline commercial Jeremy. Right. <laughs> she was not born with it. Right. Your wife is a fucking psychopath. Like, this is why, yeah. Is that from, like, the wire hanger? That's what it kind of lead it yeah. to be. They don't explain it, but that's what Lowen thinks. She's like, what the? Like, oh. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that night, Lowen sees that Jeremy installed a lock on her door like she had asked. And we learned that Lowen once slept walk so bad as a kid that she woke up with a broken wrist. And we'll touch on that a little bit later. Ooh. Lowen comes to the conclusion that she needs to actually do the work that she agreed to do instead of obsessing over this manuscript <laughs> and obsessing over Jeremy because she's like... Falling for him. A little bit. I mean, when he's ripping the deck apart, he's like shirtless. And she's like... Like, <laughs> Kool-Aid Man song playing in the background. Yeah. I mean, we're all like, what's her name from Stranger Things? Like, give me those binoculars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steve shirtless. Let me see. <laughs> from Max. Proceeds that was beautiful. So, yeah, she's basically like kind of, I mean. Googling him from afar. She also read the perspective of Verity of how Who's she fell in love, in love with him. him. So yeah. she sees this version of Jeremy. On a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how she was for her ex-lover <laughs> a little bit there's like all these little parallels that happened throughout that i was like huh i see you colleen <laughs> hmm. uh, she makes progress with the outline of the novel and then one day she hears like time is passing not yeah. that much but like a couple days and one day she hears a cry come from upstairs she rushes up and she finds crew on the floor in verity's room with a blood on his hands and a knife on the floor she takes him to the bathroom to clean him up and asks him, like, what the hell happened? And he says, mommy said I'm not supposed to touch her knife. Like, I'm sorry, crew. Right. Mommy, mommy did what you? now? <laughs> she, she can't talk. Like, what right. are you talking about? Uh, when Lowen questions him, uh, he, like, refuses to speak. He starts shaking his head. And then Jeremy comes in. And Lowen tells him, like, there's a knife in the room. This is, like, what happened. He's just like, oh, well, I'm going to take care of crew. You go pick up the knife. Lowen goes to the room. The knife isn't there. Oy. Of course. So she's like, maybe it's under the bed. She looks under the bed. And when she like comes back up, she looks at Verity and Verity's staring at her. So <laughs> like what can make the situation worse? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. So rightly so, Lowen gets the fuck out of that room. I had to get the fuck the out door. of the house. Yeah. So I'd be yeah. like, you know what? Uh, no. There's so many instances. <laughs> right? yeah. You know what? No, there's no money at this in the point, world. <laughs> at this point, I would have left. I've been like, I'm good. Y'all right? figure out. Like, what's... I can still write uh-huh. for you, but I'm not staying in this house. Like, yeah. I'm going to 
I would pack a box of material from her office and take that with me and get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I will email you what I write. <laughs> I don't have to come back here ever. Listen, I have read and seen Jane Eyre. I know how it's about to get batshit crazy from here. Like, oh, yeah. So Verity's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to continue to read this manuscript rather than getting the fuck out. She's like, I'm going to read more. Oh, Verity. Oh. So Verity or oh, oh. it's OK. There's there two girls go. are going to mix them up. So Verity gives birth to the twins and feels absolutely no affection towards them. She's disgusted by like everything. They're crying, breastfeeding. She refuses to breastfeed. And annoyed at Jeremy when he like starts crying from happiness after they're born. She's like, why are you crying? He's just like, he kind of looks at her. He's like, what do you mean why I'm crying? Like our daughters were just born. And then she's like, she flips it. She's like, oh no, I didn't mean it like that. Like... Yeah, so there's certain points when she says stuff and Jeremy's like, what the fuck? And then she's like, no, 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 like you took it the wrong way. Like, mm. whoa, gaslighting. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, she's so good at it. Lowen, after reading this, uh, she finds a box of photos and her snooping and she starts to snoop further. And what does she do? Instead of doing it in the privacy, she takes it out to the kitchen to go through these photos. What a dummy. Like you were hired to go through the office, not their personal belongings, but like, okay. Uh, but Jeremy comes out, sees that she's looking through the photos and rather than getting like offen- defensive, like which rightly so you know right uh he's just like oh i love that photo of her blah 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 and it's like Aww. going reminiscing through the memories with her mm-hmm. that makes it even worse like that makes it even more sad like, yeah. he's just like instead of getting angry he's just like oh the good old days yeah when my wife was sane <laughs> yeah <clears throat> was she ever sane? Uh, well she, uh... my wife appeared to be more sane <laughs> yeah. so they're going through the photos and lowen asks jeremy like why didn't harper ever smile Harper's the one that drowned in the like she's like she's never smiling but Chaston is always smiling he's just like oh well she was actually diagnosed with autism and Chaston <sighs> kind of took over the role of being her protector so Aww. Chaston's very outgoing and then Harper's a little bit more like reserved Chaston's one with the scar mm-hmm. yeah and um he also goes on to say how he felt very protective over uh Harper and that he she was he didn't have a favorite but he was like he felt more akin to her because he's pretty quiet too so so he loved harper like very much and since they both passed he mentioned how crew never even mentions their names anymore he doesn't talk about them or anything and when verity had her accident jeremy was very very angry with her and this kind of implies that he believes she crashed the car on purpose ugh Lowen hugs Jeremy, and the two of them have a moment of like, are we about to kiss? (laughs) (laughs) And then (laughs) Jeremy sees Crew, and Crew sees the box of photos, and he becomes like very upset. And Jeremy's like, nap time, and just takes him upstairs. Lowen contemplates her growing feelings towards Jeremy, even though Mm -mm. she has only known him for about like a week or two, and she has had a very like awkward conversation with Verity's nurse whom like she suspects dislikes her she's like you're just coming in here to pull the moves on my 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 patient's husband like all oh. you know so she's she gets weird vibes from the nurse but the nurse is like kind of barely there verity reads more of the manuscript and learns that verity is like struggling with motherhood i'm surprised not surprised yeah <laughs> shocker verity neglects the girls when jeremy isn't home she unplugs their monitors puts earbuds in and so that she could sleep and basically get her work done oh my god and they're at they live in an apartment but they're like at the corner of the apartment and there's like no one above or below or i don't know it's just like at, she puts them in a certain spot in their apartment so that no one can hear them crying 
Fantastic. Yeah. And at night, the girls are so exhausted from crying all day that they go straight to sleep. And Jeremy comes home and he's just like, oh, my God, you're doing an amazing job keeping them on the schedule. Like, they're perfect little angels. Like, no, sir, it's abuse. That's, that's why. It's neglect, sir. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Verity is also upset over the fact that her and Jeremy haven't had sex in a while. Uh, I think she had to have a C-section. So the doctor's like, you can't have sex for yeah, it's this. a longer healing time. Yeah. And she's not having it. And so she keeps trying to like force herself on Jeremy. He's like, I'm not going to have sex with you. The doctor said no. Yeah. But she keeps trying and they, they do. Oh, and God. yeah. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> Lowen has come to the conclusion that Verity is a psychopath. The next Took morning, you that long, huh? <laughs> the next morning, she actually wakes up in, or she took, she took a Xanax after reading this, and she's like this fucking woman. She wakes up and she's in Verity's bed. So I think this is where okay. we left off because I remember you being like, she wakes up and she's like right next to Verity. Yeah, she opens and I was her like, eyes. what? So yeah. yeah, so I think this is where we left off. Whoa, it gets crazy. Oh God. <laughs> so. She rolls out of the bed and she's just like, what the fuck? Like, she's scared of herself. Like, she's terrified that she's next to Verity, who she's, like, terrified of. But she's also like, what the fuck could I have done? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So she runs out of the room, Imagine absolutely she, mortified. Like, unplug something <laughs> in the middle of the night. Like, oh, oh well, she's not, like, on any machines. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So she's not, I think I said she's in a comatose state, but, like, she's not in a coma. Oh. She's just not, like, she can't control her body. But she's not paralyzed. So like, just, like her brain's not there yeah her brain cannot send the signals to her body to do things oh. it's kind of like she had a very bad stroke oh okay if you think about it it's very interesting <laughs> so jeremy sees her like rushing out of the room and he's like what the hell were you doing in there but like are you okay like what, <laughs> like, what is going on and she's like crying and then she reveals to him about her sleepwalking she's like when i was 10 i woke up with a broken wrist and my mother and I like go and watch our security footage and we see that I went outside in the front yard. I climbed on top of the rail, like on their porch. She stood there for an hour and then she flung herself off the porch and oh, that's Jesus. how she broke her wrist. And then in the video, she just gets up, walks back inside, gets back in the bed. Doesn't feel her wrist is broken until she wakes up in the morning. What the fuck? Yeah. I was like, I hope that does not happen. Like, right. Damn. Like. Hmm. Oh, that's got to be something like neurologically wrong, wrong with you. Yeah, it's very traumatic for She's your body not to have like an immediate and... response to your like wrist breaking. Yeah, for you not to just like wake up and be like that hurts. Mm -hmm. That's so weird. And considering how old she is, I think she's thirty-two. She actually has her birthday in the next paragraph or so. But this means that this happened in like the eighties. Mm. So. Oh. It's not how I used to be. Like, yeah, you know. right. They don't really have like the technology. They had security footage in the eighties. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. Okay, mm -hmm. hmm. but in homes, yeah. Well, oh. if she was standing on the railing, it might be a camera outside. They might have had a camera outside just <laughs> so no one was like banging oh, on the yeah. door. So after this, her mother keeps a lock on her room at night, and she seems like afraid of Lowen after that. So that's when like the distance starts between them. Mm -hmm. Rather than being a mother and finding out like what's going on. Like, she actually sends her to a... Like a psych ward? Like a psych... Kind of like a psych ward. Like a little bit. Not super extensive. Not like 11 from Stranger Things. We're talking a lot about Stranger Things. Sorry. But no worries. <laughs> they, she sends her somewhere. So she does like therapy, but she doesn't involve herself in the process. She's just like, you deal with that. That's your problem. Oh, my 10-year-old daughter. Fantastic. Yeah. 
but then when she's older <laughs> so kind of like a rehab center yeah kind of sort of but like dealing with trauma <sighs> or like a they like barely talk about it but oh, okay. i assume so but yeah interesting so her mom was not the best person a and 10 year old yeah God. reconnects with her later on in life when she has cancer is like you're gonna take care of me because mm. i certainly took care of you didn't i like bitch okay i hate the mom <laughs> all the moms in here are like bad honestly colleen i hope your mom was nice right i hope you had a wonderful childhood <clears throat> so she's crying through all of this and she explains it to jeremy and then jeremy holds lowen until she falls asleep and the next morning he actually puts a lock on the outside of her door but like with her approval like she actually like wants him yeah, to do right, that because right. she doesn't she got out of her room like she locked the door from the inside but she unlocked yeah, so it obviously the lock yeah. on the inside isn't learns, working so yeah. she wants one on the outside <laughs> she learns things like in yeah. her sleep so she yeah so they put a lock on the outside that's even scarier yes so your body <clears> subconsciously <throat> just learns how to unlock a door in your sleep dear god yeah you <laughs> so in the next chapter of the manuscript the twins are now six months old and verity is still just as jealous of them one night, she has a dream where Harper smothers Chastin. She wakes up feeling grief, and she's like, oh my god, what is this heartache? Oh, I'm having like a breakthrough in motherhood. I think I love Chastin. Like that's, Oh? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, I have love towards my daughter. This is amazing. Uh, but she, <laughs> she convinces herself that the dream is actually a premonition of sorts and that Harper will eventually come to harm Chastin in the future. Oh, fantastic. So she attempts to kill six-year-old Harper by forcing her fingers into her mouth so that she starts to throw up and then will hopefully like choke on her own vomit so that it looks like an accident. Oh, my God. So she's my God. doing this. Like She's forcing her fingers into her mouth. So she starts like... Like choking out her daughter and then jeremy comes into the room and she's like oh what's going on and she's like oh my god i don't know like she's just she was crying like so her plan did not work yeah you know who needs surveillance footage in their homes mm-hmm. oh but also they <laughs> had fucking couple she had the baby monitor on oh so, like the video and then she realized like oh fuck i had the baby monitor on she's like i hope you didn't see well yeah lowen can't bring herself to read more of the horrific details of the next like couple years so she just starts like skimming through it and it's mostly just like descriptive sex scenes like she's like i don't need to also i'm kind of in love with him i don't want to read this anymore (laughs) and she knows that verity like never mentions harper and she's always talking about how amazing chastin is like oh this she did this in daycare Uh, and harper never mentions harper never smiled yeah (sighs) that night Lowen and Jeremy go outside to watch a meteor shower together and he asks her her opinion on whether he should put crew in therapy considering like all the trauma he's already gone through for being a five-year-old she's like well it helped me a lot so I think like you should and he also confesses to her that Verity never read her books and that he was the one who read her books and he suggested her to the editors like he wanted her to be the one that continued on the stories so they have a little moment outside meteor shower yeah romantic uh back in the manuscript verity and jeremy have moved to vermont so they moved into the house because she's like become this well-renowned author now and verity has put the girls into daycare without consulting jeremy the two of them argue one night and jeremy throws his dinner plate at the wall and tells verity how like he's noticed how she treats the girls differently and how they're going to start noticing too. Like they're getting older. Yeah. They're going to notice how you're t- treating them differently. You can't keep doing this. So he's kind of been noticing all of this and it's 
come to a head and he's kind of explodes on her a little bit. Uh, Verity gives a bullshit response on how, well, the girls are different, so I'm going to respond to them differently. Like, Harper is shy, so I'm going to give her silent affirmations. And then Chaston is more outgoing and she likes attention, so I'm going to give her more attention. Like, they're just different people. This is just how I mother. And he's like, oh, like, I guess that kind of... Jamie, <sighs> yeah, <no. laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and then... She's like, oh, and then her day, the daycare teacher, she thinks that we should get Harper tested for, like, to be on the autism spectrum. So he, she just kind of throws that at him, like, during this heated mo- moment. And she's like, oh, also, I'm pregnant, which is a lie. She's oh. not pregnant. And he's just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then he's, like, all apologetic. And Verity then plans to actually get pregnant or fake a miscarriage. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Another? And she wrote all of this down? She wrote all of it down. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> didn't hide it well if it's the first thing she found. My face is getting hot. I'm so upset. Okay. <laughs> Another week passes in the real world. And Lowen is... In the real like, world. In yeah. Present day. Present day. <laughs> Lowen is like over the descriptive sex scene descriptions mm. in the manuscript. And like Verity's obsession with giving Jeremy blowjobs. He's just like... Get, goodbye i don't want to read these anymore right and then lowen also submits the uh the first draft of her outline and then goes to watch tv in the living room jeremy joins her and finds out that it's her birthday tomorrow and it's like late at night that's like almost midnight so he immediately goes to the kitchen bakes her a cake carries the cake out sings happy birthday to her they have like a cute little moment <laughs> baking a cake takes like an hour i know <laughs> <laughs> well they're like talking while he's baking oh, it and he okay, brings okay. out he's like i manifested it like no he <laughs> They're like talking over while he's baking it. Mm-hmm. And then they have the cliche moment of, oh, you have icing on your face. Oh, God. Here, let me get it. Oh, now I'm touching your face. Let's kiss. <laughs> that happens. Fantastic. They start to make out on the couch and are seconds away from having sex when Lowen looks up to the top of the stairs and sees Verity standing there watching them. So then Lowen screams. Exactly. Lowen screams. <laughs> bloody murder. As she should. And she just starts saying, Verity, Verity. And Jeremy's like, oh my God, like, I'm sorry. Like, I, yeah, that's, what are we doing? Like, this is crazy. She's like, no, Verity's at the, f-. she was fucking no, was walking. Right there. Like, she just went yeah. back to her room. Like, what are you doing? And he's just like, what? Like, he doesn't believe her. But he's like, I'm gonna go check on her. He goes up there. She's still sleeping in bed. Lowen's downstairs freaking out. And she's like, I don't want to be alone tonight. Like, can you just like, just hold me like this is he's like okay yeah sure sure okay <laughs> it's your birthday i guess it's your birthday <laughs> but he's also kind of like like she could tell he thought it was a joke and then he was gonna kind of mad over that yeah but then he sees that she's actually very upset and he's like oh maybe you just something's going on so she asks him to hold him while she's going to sleep and then while they're lying there she asks him if it's possible if verity is faking her injuries to which he says it's impossible. No one could ever fake something like that. And Lowen's like, well, you don't really know your wife that well. Right. Already like, you don't sir. know her that well. So the thing she's already done. <laughs> the next morning. Or- she never shows him the manuscript or at least hasn't yet. We're going to get there. Oh, Jesus. Okay. She's considered it like throughout, especially oh, okay. when the kids came yeah. into it. She was like, like, fuck, like he like, should I show him? I don't know. Like, this might ruin his whole life. He's already gone through so much stuff. Oh, like, does he really need to go through this again? That's true. It's not like she's right. Like, can, what's it going to change now? Mm-hmm. The girls are dead. So it's like, eh. yes, yes, ma'am. You're asking the right question. Wendy. <laughs> <Well done. laughs> um, 
The next morning, Lowen is convinced that she's slowly losing her mind in this house, like to believe that she saw Verity walking around. She's like, I'm crazy. What's going on? Jeremy puts a lock on Verity's door just to reassure Lowen. He's like, look, I'm putting a lock. I'm going to put that locket at night. So you're not going to think that she's walking around the house, which she isn't doing. Concerned for crew's safety. So many locks have been bought in this I know. <laughs> There's a lot. And the locks are going to get used. So, Oh, God. Concerned for crew's safety, Lowen considers showing Jeremy the manuscript, but concludes that it will like just yeah, upend yeah. his whole world. And she's like, well, I'm just going to make a decision on that when I finish the manuscript. Well, mm-hmm. to be determined. In the auto bio, Verity gives birth to crew, hires a nanny, and becomes a successful author. Then one day, they get a call while the girls are away at a sleepover. Chastin accidentally ate peanut butter, and when they found her, it was already too late. So, ouch. Yeah. And before they even, like, went to the sleepover, Verity was talking to the mom. She's just like, do not let her near, like, peanuts. She's deathly allergic. This is her EpiPen, blah, blah, blah. So she's, like, very overprotective of Chastin. And I guess, like, what happened was... It was Chastin Harper and then the girl that they were sleeping over with. They go into the the pantry late at night to get late night snacks, oh. and one of the things so had the peanuts mom, in it. Like wasn't even there. No, like they were sleeping. Um, so they eat it. They go to sleep. They wake up and she's dead. She doesn't wake up. So she like passed in the middle of the night. She had allergic reaction and yeah, it's really fucked up. <laughs> Ouch. So by the time they found her, it was too late. Verity was certain that Harper had a hand in Chastin's death, and she blames her for not killing Harper earlier, like when she was a toddler. She's like, if I did that, this wouldn't have happened. I would still have my Chastin. Jesus. So she thinks that, like, Harper purposefully gave her, like, like peanuts. here, eat this granola bar. Yeah, like, she thinks that. <laughs> That's she so literally crazy. thinks that. I'm sure they weren't even, like, reading labels. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were like, oh, grab that. It's yeah. delicious. And she's also looking at her reaction to Chastin passing. She's just like, Harper's not responding like a normal child. She's like, she has autism. Yeah. Also, she, her she's twin literally not a normal child. She's like, not going to have a normal yeah. reaction. Like, huh. But, like, Jeremy is so upset. He's just, like, sobbing. Devastated. De- yeah. Aww. And she's sobbing, too. Like, she loved Chastin in her way, I guess. <laughs> In um, her own little yeah. secret way. <sighs> Deep breaths. Okay. okay. So it is officially Lowen's birthday. She's in the kitchen cooking, I think. And then Verity is watching TV in the living room. They're alone. And Lowen hears that the sound turns off on the TV. She's like, whoa, what happened? Goes over there. <sighs> Lowen goes to the TV and sees that it has been muted and that the remote is just out of Verity's reach. But Verity's just sitting there, like, staring at the TV. Lowen starts making loud, like, sounds. She picks up, like, you know, those random shit that people just leave on their coffee tables. Like, it's a glass ball. She takes it, like, throws it next to Verity, just the sound to, like, get, like, ooh, like a jumping sound because she's not supposed to have her reflexes. But Verity doesn't move at all. Out of frustration, she gets in Verity's face, calls her a cunt, and says that she doesn't deserve the body she is trapped in and that she deserves to die choking on her own vomit just like how she planned to kill her daughter. Oh, my God. So she gets in her face and says this to her. Like, <laughs> Does she, like, mean it or is she just, like, looking for a pure reaction? Well, kind of both. Both? Yeah. But she's, like, very, like, upset after reading that. And then, yeah, so she also wants her to get a reaction. Yeah. She thinks she's lying. So it's a little bit of both. Uh, that night, she has dinner with Crew and Jeremy. After putting Verity to bed, Jeremy and Lowen have sex in the master bedroom. Oh. And <laughs> it's a very descriptive sex scene. He's... <laughs> 
He's like, you can't imagine how many times I thought about doing this. I'm going to have you in every position that I've like thought about having you in. And then <laughs> the last position that they're in <laughs> ends up with her putting her teeth on the... Uh, on the headboard? On the headboard. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> and her teeth aligned with... Ver- <gasps> like exactly bites on the spot that Verity's... Yeah. What the actual fuck? Yep. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Okay. And after they have a their sexy time, Lowen suggests to Jeremy that she should or he should put Verity. That he gets a new headboard. Yeah, that he gets a new headboard, <laughs> and that he he should put Verity in a nursing home at least like part time, just so he could get some freedom back, and he doesn't have to like be taking care of her as much. Because obviously, yeah. you know, it's a little kind of awkward much. now. Yeah. You got a lover. Jeremy and Lowen lie in bed together, and Jeremy admits that. While he and Verity had a great sex life, he always felt like She's something. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> I I know. I experienced it uh, both through reading and then in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, even though they had a great sex life, he always felt like something was missing, like a connection between them, and that he never found it until several weeks ago with a random woman in a coffee shop who was not his wife. It's a weird yeah. backhanded Yeah, compliment. he says it. Like, He's just like, yeah, I never found that connection until I met this random woman after she saw someone get ran over by a car. Right, and covered in another man's blood. Just how I like him. Very em. romantic. <laughs> like, what a meat cute. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God. And Verity's just, or Verity, Jesus. I mean, yeah, they are kind of fusing together. Uh, but Lowen's just like, oh my God, I feel the same way. <laughs> God, it's so gross. It's so weird. I know. Okay. They end up falling asleep. Like he was like, I can't sleep here because if I wake up, it, it's like, it's morning. I'm not supposed to be in here. So they fall asleep. No, no. When they wake up, Jeremy's freaking out. Like, I'm going to get caught in this room by crew or the nurse. And when he tries to leave, this door is locked from the outside. They're in Lowen's room? They're in the master bedroom. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's Lowen's room. So uh, the house is like a big mansion. The master bedroom is on the first floor and the other rooms are on the second floor. Oh, like the master okay. bedroom is ginormous and it's one of those houses. So they try to leave. The door is locked from the outside. So wait, he doesn't stay in the master bedroom. That's where Lowen is. Yeah. Oh, so he has his own room upstairs. Like they have a million rooms. So he couldn't stay in that room after, after the, whole thing the accident. And then he but wanted you can to have be... sex with another woman in that room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> highly suspect. So um, he went upstairs also to be closer to crew because crew... Like, like nightmares, have nightmares and, and stuff. stuff. And then he For also sure. wants to be closer to Verity in case in something case happens in the middle of the night. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So he's like, wanted to make her feel comfortable. Why don't you have the biggest room? Yeah. Ignore the headboard. <laughs> Ignore the headboard. It's so gross. Honestly, I'm shocked with how descriptive the scenes are that there wasn't like a sex room. Not just the red like bedroom, but there wasn't a... Like a red room? Yeah, like a red room. <laughs> I'm like, oh, am I going to wrap <laughs> this with a degree? <laughs> Uh, so the door is locked from the outside she's freaking out like, who the fuck locked it he's like i can't be in this room breaks a window climbs out the window what? he's shirtless and then comes back unlocks the door and he's not really thinking too much on it but she's just like who the fuck locked the door it's not crew he's too short who else yeah. is here verity yeah <laughs> jeremy just stop and think for like two seconds dude yeah but he goes upstairs. Verity and crew are still asleep. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Lowen continues to read the manuscript. 
It's been six months since Chastin's death, and Jeremy suggests she that... She only submitted one draft of what she's actually supposed yeah, to be much. doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been like a few weeks, though. So, okay. Yeah. Still. Um, it's funny so, to me. Huh. Jeremy suggests severity that, like, oh, you should do something fun with the kids while I'm gone at the store. I'll be she back just soon. Hmm? She just He suggests... Severity. No, it's severity. Yeah, and oh. we're, we're in the, the autobiography right now. Oh, sorry, sorry. So it's been six months since Chastin passed away. Ah, okay. Jeremy's like, do something fun with the kids. Like, I'm going to go so just grocery Harper shopping. and baby crew. Harper and baby crew. Yeah. Okay. Verity decides to take the kids out on the lake in the canoe without life vests. It's mm. like, we're not going that far. You don't Steer need life right vests. one. <laughs> uh, and then she plans to capsize the canoe. And just before flipping the boat... Yeah, she tells crew to hold his breath. She gathers crew, swims him to shore, even though he's yelling at her to save Harper because she can't swim. When Verity returns to the water, she makes like a big show of like, Harper, Harper, where are you? And then she's like, crew, go. Remember what we told you to do in case of emergency? Go to the house. Call, call dad on the house phone. And she can't find Lowen. But she just, when crew goes inside, she just kind of goes back and sits on the shore. She doesn't. Oy. Yeah. So... When the police show up, Jeremy arrives and they start searching. Jeremy like dives into the lake, is like combing through with them. Uh, he finds Harper's body tangled in a fishing net. So she went down and didn't come up because there was like a fishing, a fishing net down net there. there. So it pulled her down. Yeah. So they find the body and Lowen is like, what? It's, it's getting worse. Like yeah, she this woman like murdered her daughter child. as she planned. Yeah. Lowen takes a Xanax to fall asleep. Because that worked so well the first time. Right. Yeah. Uh, she wakes up to Jeremy cuddling with her. He's like kissing her. Blah, blah, blah. They're going to they're gonna do it again. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, oh, I found a facility to put Verity in during the weekdays. So I'll have weekends to myself and it'll be great. And seeing how happy Jeremy is now, Lowen's like, I can't show him the manuscripts. It's just, I'm not going to show him. They have sex again without a condom this time. And afterwards, Lowen puts a pillow under her hips to conceive more easily. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, she, what? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Like, they have this moment and she's just like, he falls asleep and she puts a pillow underneath her. And, yeah. Yeah. She's just like, I'm going to have a baby with this man. Yeah. She didn't talk to him about no. it. She just wants to no. have his but baby. But neither of them, they didn't have a, use a condom and they both knew what that kind of meant. Oh, okay. Like they, like what he's the like, I don't have a are. condom. She's just like, it's fine. It's fine. And then, yeah. So both of them acknowledged that a condom would not be used. Mm -hmm. Dear God. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So, Lowen has a dream. You know, dreams go very well in this story. Dear Jesus. So she has a dream about Crew being older and having an evil look in his eyes. And she's just like, that's weird. He's like 16 years old in her dream. Uh, so she wakes up, goes to the kitchen, and Crew is like sitting there like on his tablet. And she just starts questioning him, just asking him like general questions. And then she's like, oh, um, that that day on the lake with your mom and your, your sister, did uh, your mom say anything to you? Like she's trying to find like yeah. connections. But also, don't question a child about like, yeah. kind of re-traumatizing them. And she's like licking, she's eating peanut butter like off of a knife. He's just like, ew, that's gross. And she's like, it's not that gross. Like, it's pretty, like, here, you try it. And then he starts licking the peanut butter. 
Um, so yeah, she's questioning him about the death of his sister while he licks peanut butter off of a butter knife. And he tells her how his mom told him not to talk to her. And when she asks him if her mother or if his mother pretends that she can't talk, he bites down on the knife and it slips into his gums, causing his gums to start bleeding. And he starts crying. Jeremy comes down and that's gotta be weird from Jeremy's perspective because twice now he's come into the room. The child is crying with Lowen and there's a knife. Right. So, and it's never acknowledged that like, (laughs) you know, right. I would be suspicious. Right. So Jeremy comes, takes, like sees his mouth and is like, I'm gonna take him to get stitches. Lowen, you stay here. Watch Verity because she can't be left by herself. I'll be right back. Like, okay, Jeremy. Wow, you are just asking for <laughs> yeah. shit to start, sir. Like you obviously kind of believe that Verity could be faking it too. Otherwise, you wouldn't have put the lock on right. her door. But right. you're just going to leave your lover alone with her. Like, okay, sure, sure, sure. Oh, Lowen, God. it's like, okay, cool. And then obviously like freaks out. She runs upstairs to lock Verity's door, but she grabs a baby monitor that she found in the basement. And she puts it in front of Verity's bed so that she can watch her from downstairs. So she sets it up, locks the door, goes downstairs to the office and just sits there like watching the feed with her phone ready to like record in case she starts moving. She's like, I'm going to fucking prove to Jeremy that I'm not fucking crazy. So this is her mission. Oh, but the manuscript is sitting there. I should finish that. So she starts reading the manuscript. What a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Dumbass. <laughs> so it's oh, also God. the last chapter oh god my heart is like beating (laughs) so fast i'm like (laughs) okay but when i was reading this it's a pretty it's not that big of a book if i had gone to san diego with my brother and we were driving back oh yeah graduation happened too yeah i'm from my sister congrats yeah her nurse practitioner yes queen yes ma'am um yeah so i'm i have like chapters left and i'm reading it but i'm getting motion sickness from the car so i read a page i feel i'm gonna throw up so i have to pause i'm just i'm dying and I basically told my brother the entire plot because he's like, are you OK? And I'm like, no, I'm not OK. So you I tell understand? him everything. He's like, oh, fuck. And then I ended up reading it, finishing it. And Kyle is like, so how did it end? Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. it's one of those books that you want to know. You just don't want to read yes. it. So I did the same thing to him that I did to you. Perfection. <laughs> I'm sorry. OK. Verity in the manuscript. Verity is being questioned very heavily by the police and even Jeremy. He's like well, why did you go out on the lake without life vests? Oh, we weren't going that far. What were Harper's last words? I don't remember. And <laughs> did you know the boat was going to capsize? She's like, no, how could I possibly know that was going to happen? Yeah. Um, the night after she like straight up murdered her daughter, Jeremy, her, and Crew are lying in the master bed together. Crew is sleeping. And Jeremy's just like lying there, like asking her questions. Ooh, hit the mic, sorry. I'm getting heated. So... <laughs> he's questioning her and then he's like verity why did you ask crew to hold his breath and she's like oh Oh, shit so crew told him that yeah well that's what i was kind of wondering because i was like normally the police will even question crew Mm -hmm. like they'll ask him so i'm so surprised that like he didn't let that slip to the police officers with him being so little yeah yeah he told jeremy why did you tell him to hold his breath and verity's like fuck um and she realizes that like, at that point, he kind of turns away from her and holds crew. And she's, like, he's Like, protectively. And he's yeah. Like, and he looked at her differently. She's just, like, I've, like, he's never going to trust me again. My Munchausen by proxy plan backfired. It's not going to work. I'm not the grieving mother. And yeah. blah, blah, blah. He's never going to have sex with me again. Oh, no. Like, yeah. 
So <clears throat> she resolves to drive her car into a tree the next day. And that's how the manuscript ends. Ah, in the real world, Jeremy comes home with crew and he puts him back to bed. And Lowen looks at the monitor feed while this is going on. And she sees Verity is on the floor of her bedroom, clawing at the floorboards, like scratching at the floor. <laughs> and she starts yelling. She's like, Jeremy, Jeremy. And then by the time Jeremy like, comes out into the hallway, Verity is already back in bed. Why didn't Lowen, you record it, dummy? I know, yeah. <laughs> But Lowen is like, fuck this. So she grabs a knife, rushes upstairs to confront Verity. Jeremy follows her and he's like, what are you doing? And she starts like yelling. She's like, you're fucking faking it. And it starts pulling her like off the bed to like get her to stand up. And Jeremy stops her before she basically pulls her like fully out of the bed. Yeah. And this is when Lowen is just like, um, yeah, you have to read this. So she gives him the manuscript. So he's upstairs reading the manuscript in a different room and she's downstairs and she can kind of tell that he's skimming through it. Like he's not sitting there reading the whole thing, but she could hear him like having reactions, like throwing stuff. He starts like wailing and like crying. So she knows that he's like kind of cutting to the important bits. Uh, Then she hears him storm into Verity's room where he starts yelling that he's going to take the manuscript to the police so that she can never see him or crew again. And that's when Verity opens her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so she opens her eyes, she sits up, and she tells Jeremy to please not hurt her and that she will explain everything. And Jeremy's like, how can I not when you fucking killed our daughter? And he proceeds to choke her. Jeremy! Lowen is just like, no, 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 like you can't do this. Pulls him off of Verity and says... The police are going to see the bruising on her neck. If you do that, you have to make it look like an accident. Oh, my God. She thinks about how Verity first tried to kill Harper as an infant. And she's like, shove your fingers down her throat. Make her choke on her own vomit so it looks like she aspirated in her sleep. And that's what he does. And Verity dies staring at Lowen (laughs) as Jeremy does this to her. What the actual fuck? Yeah. So she dies. And... That is not how it ends. Oh, my God. It continues, but the two of them agree to never speak of this again. And, yeah, time passes. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) This is so funny. (laughs) (sighs) My God. So their plan works. It looks like she is aspirated in her sleep. Yeah. Um, Crew is devastated. Of course. That his mom passed away. Uh, Several months have passed. And Lowen is now extremely pregnant with her and Jeremy's daughter. They have moved since. And uh, they've, like, moved out of the house. I think they're in, like, North Carolina or something. But they have to return back to the home one last time to gather some belongings. And Crew mentions how he left toys in Verity's room. And that his mom used to hide things under the floorboards. Oh, God. Lowen uh, remembers. No. She's like... Oh, wasn't that what Verity was doing? When she like was, she was scratching. Calling, I thought she was just fucking crazy, but maybe there was a reason she was doing she was that. She like trying to get something. Yeah. So <clears throat> she goes upstairs to oh, investigate. God. She finds a loose floorboard. Of course. Pulls it up, finds the missing knife. There's a picture of Harper and Chastin, and then a letter in Verity's handwriting to Jeremy. <sighs> this is the biggest paragraph. Oh, my God. I'm living. This is so fun. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Okay. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm like, read the damn letter, Jeremy. 
Oh my god. Okay. <sighs> okay. So Verity, Verity, Lowen's reading this by herself. Oh, okay. So yeah. Jeremy's not up there with Jeremy's him. doing Jeremy things. <laughs> of course, <laughs> breaking At all windows, times. destroying Dex shirtless, like you know, <laughs> being Jeremy. Yeah. So she's by herself reading this on the floor in Verity's room, in the room that she uh, kind of helped murder her. Yeah. <clears throat> so. In the letter, Verity tells Jeremy how she is planning to run away with Crew soon and says that her writing career is the reason that their relationship was destroyed. Uh, she was having a writer's block, and her editor suggested a writing exercise called antagonistic journaling, where she writes about her life, but from the like makes her inner dialogue like it's from a villain's POV, and to make it the opposite of her actual voice. So Verity uses this on her autobiography, making everything more sinister than it ever truly was. So Verity then details in the letter how Harper's death really was an accident, that she said, hold your breath, but she was saying it to both of them as she felt the canoe about to be capsized. She says how she was using like the journal entries as a way to escape her grief and that she compiled them to be like the manuscript that they were but that everything she wrote, like it was real events that happened, but she wrote it from a different perspective as a writing exercise. So she gathered, after Harper died, she gathered all, cause it was like journal entries. So she yeah. gathered them all together. Um, she had it on her computer. She had a physical copy. <sighs> so she gathered all these together and she never expected Jeremy to find the document on her laptop and read it. And after Jeremy read the manuscript for the first time, he deleted the manuscript on the computer, and Verity sees him like do this. He turns around. He's read all that. He, he's already read it. So he thinks that's true. Yeah. So he turns around and starts choking Verity. She passes out. When she wakes up, she's in her car. She's unbuckled, and Jeremy's driving. And he crashes the car into a tree. And then he stages the accident to make it look like she was the driver. Like he was buckled up so he was like good she like flew like you know yeah so he made it look like she was a driver he wasn't there after her stay in the facility she was in a coma for a little bit but she did wake up and her health starts to improve so like all the scans that happened that he saw like Are those real. happen but she came out of her coma so her health was improving and she hides her improved health and makes a plan to escape with crew after gathering enough money Cause she's like, if I wake up, he's gonna like try to kill me again, or because right. and like rightly so, he thinks I fucking murdered our daughter. Like, so she reveals that while Lowen and Jeremy were having sex, she locked the bedroom door from the outside and went on a search for the physical manuscript, but she couldn't find it anywhere. So she ended up just writing the letter instead because Lowen had the manuscript. Lowen had the manuscript. Yeah. Because she's like, he's going to use this evidence against me. Yeah. So she's trying to find it. That's the last thing she has to do before she can leave with crew. And she ha was doing this like embezzling thing with the money. It was kind of, I just skipped back past that. Um, <laughs> Legal <laughs> shit? Nah. Details. <laughs> yeah. So she uses that time to write the letter. She has a lot of time because they're having a lot of sex. And where she... <laughs> she has a lot of time because yeah. they're having a lot of sex. And she, she ends the letter saying that she doesn't blame Jeremy for what he did to her and that she would have reacted in the same way if the roles were reversed and if she, like, read 
that thinking Jeremy had done it, like she would have reacted probably in the same way. And that she still loves him after everything. Yeah. So that's how the letter ends. See, this is why people put all stories that are happening are fictional. Yeah. Like this is why Law and Order puts this thing up that says like these mm-hmm. names and everything are fictional. Like none of this is real. Where's your cover letter, woman? <laughs> My God, what an idiot. Or like, why didn't she tell him like, hey, I'm doing this right. exercise. If you see, read over my shoulder one day. Yeah, just this well, like, isn't... Well, like halfway through writing it, just be like, or why didn't you ask him if he was comfortable with that? Like you're writing yeah. about his kids too. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you guys have a conversation also, and be like, hey, my editor thought this was going to be a cool idea. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. Like, also, like, wouldn't you want him to hear it from you first and being yeah. like, hey, I'm writing about our kid's death, but in like a really fucked up, twisted way. Hope you're OK with it. Like, why would you not warn him? Yep. Idiots, all of them. <laughs> all of them. Idiots. All of them. <laughs> but also she kind of or he even says like, oh, I've never I read the first book that she wrote. But I never read anything beyond that because it was too dark and I didn't like that. So he doesn't really read her stuff. So she probably thought he wasn't ever going to read it. Right. But but yeah, I don't know. Logic. Especially because it seems like she was writing all of their actual names. So Mm -hmm. it's like if you're going to do that, I would just warn somebody. You know, like I don't I just don't understand why she never like mentioned it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Continue, please. I got a few sentences left. So. Oh, God. So Lowen reads this and just like, oh, so he murdered an innocent woman. Cool. So she puts the knife and the photo back in the floorboards and takes the letter to the bathroom where she tears it up into tiny pieces. She throws half of it in the toilet and then eats the other half. Only, okay. What? She eats the other half. She eats the parts where it said Jeremy's name. She like ripped Jeremy's name out. Tore those up, ate those bits, threw everything else in the toilet and flushed it. And then she vows to never tell Jeremy the truth. Why didn't she just burn it like a normal person? Uh, she have a match or some idiot. But yeah. So she does that. Jeremy comes. He's like, hey, you okay? You doing okay in there? My pregnant lover who helped me murder my um, my innocent wife oh my because God. of a misunderstanding. Right. Because of a writing exercise. So. A writing exercise. I mean, Rarity was right in saying that her career was the thing that destroyed their relationship and their family. So, yeah, that's how it ends. That's how it ends? That's how it ends. Exactly, Franklin. (laughs) Franklin, whoever that was. Oh, my what? Your Honor, I demand a recount. (laughs) Do you want to know who I casted? Yes, please. Okay. So, what I mentioned earlier. Yeah. I don't you know if I did pictured someone? I don't think so. Don't when I was reading wrong. it, I pictured, during, at the beginning, I pictured uh, Amber Heard as Verity. <laughs> but then as things were revealed, I'm like, maybe not Amber Heard. No, um, too nice. But also, I don't want her to ever act again. So True. Um, yeah. So let's, let's, uh, let me show you who I casted. Jeremy, Justin. Bal- Ooh, yes. <laughs> I love him. From Jane the Virgin. Yes. Also, he's directing It Ends With Us, written by Colleen Hoover. Oh, shit. Yeah, because he's a director, right. too. Is it Baldoni? Right. Yeah, Baldoni. Justin Baldoni. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And then for Lowen, I casted Victoria Pedretti. She's in You. Ooh. And I've never seen You, but I've seen her. Yeah, You. Um, oh, my God. What is that? horror drama that i love she's in you the haunting of hill house ah. haunting of blind manor once upon a time in hollywood um, Ooh, yeah so they're supposed to be like in their 30s she's 27 
Justin is like 38, I think, but he's a little bit older. And like his age is perfect. She's a little bit younger, but I'm like, eh, it's fine. She looks a bit older. Okay. And then for Verity, Blake Lively. Because have you ever seen uh, A Simple Favor? No. With Anna Kendrick? So. She plays a psychopath Ooh. in here. And also, she's like, in other things, she's very lovable in right. like the age of Adeline. Yeah. Also, she's married to Ryan Reynolds. Right. So she can play a psychopath. So, Ooh, yes. That'd be interesting. Or not psychopath. But I imagine if they made this into a movie during You'd get flashbacks. the manuscripts, we would get flashbacks. Yeah. So, right. But we get. Well, because otherwise, all we'd yeah. get is like someone reacting yeah. to a piece of paper. <gasps> like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you'd kind of have to do flashbacks. Yeah. So I just casted those three people. Yeah. 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 And uh, if I'm going to sort them, I mean, I guess. <laughs> It's very hard, especially at the end. Like during the reading process, right. I would say Jeremy's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Um, Until. Lowen's probably, uh, I mean, like maybe Ravenclaw. No, she's an interest. She's one of those people that would be like hard to sort, kind of. Right. She's definitely investigative a little bit. Right. <laughs> but then Verity is like, oh, I obviously I want to put her in Slytherin. But then at the end, I'm like, shit. Like, right. <laughs> Not too bright. But then, I don't know. They're, they're, the girls are hard to put. The girls are hard just because there's so many layers to them. Mm-hmm. God, this would be such a good movie. I know. This would be such a good movie or like a good TV show or something. I basically got like the same feelings. Shit. Like, you know, when you've seen a crazy movie and you watch it with your friend and you're basically watching their reactions. Yes, this yes. is what this is what that was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Well, that's what it felt like. Like the more you like every time we would pause or something, I'd just be like... I need to know, like, what's going on. <laughs> you look so stressed out. <laughs> well, because uh, uh, there's just so much. I love stories like this, though, that have you thinking or, like, stories that make you feel one way for a character and then slowly yeah. just, like, flips you over and you're just like, oh, And it no. literally did it for all of them. All of them. Like, we see Jeremy, like, the Jeremy she falls in love with. Like, oh, he's such, like, a good dad. But then he flips. But then he, yeah. And I also love that, how, but like, then you're kind of at the end, you almost want to reread it because then yeah. you're just like knowing what you know at the end. You're almost like, wait a minute, and it kind of like yeah. brings a whole new light on the story because it's like, a Jeremy's read it before. B Jeremy <laughs> tried to kill Verity like twice, twice. Mm-hmm. Well, three successfully, times. three times. Three times. The car. He choked her. Oh, the that's car. right. Choked her again, and then succeeded. And then did it. <laughs> Third time's a charm. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah like that's insane to me because then it because like there's the whole part where lowen's like oh he's definitely reading the manuscript you can hear all him having like all of these mm-hmm. reactions when in reality he's read it before yeah in yeah. reality i bet you he's like freaking out because he's like fuck she found it what am i supposed to do mm-hmm. now like yeah what i was kind of suspicious that he had read it when i was reading it he kept mentioning these moments that he like had with her or like in her perspective when she was writing it he was like looking at her differently or something like that so i thought like maybe he did read it Uh, i wish maria magali were here because they made me read it they didn't make me read it but they They read it before me and then we had like book club but we were driving to disneyland when we had our like book club so they were like what did you think of it and there's like debate online that the, the letter isn't even real oh or like not real but like it's not truthful 
Yeah. It's like, well, she already lied about the exercise. So who's to say oh, that the letter isn't her that just is trying also to true, cover right? her You ass. do kind of have like three unreliable narrators yeah. at the end. They're all kind of <laughs> fucked up to where you're like, who do I believe? Yeah. And Which she honestly planned, makes it like chef's kiss. <laughs> so she planned to run away with crew and then to like tell the police not to tell the police. Like she wanted Jeremy to find the letter to read the letter and then be like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. And then contact her. She comes back. They're a loving family. That was her plan. Oh. She wasn't just going to disappear. She was just going to get away for a bit while he figures it out. Yeah. But, but it's like, hey, guess she, what? He had to read that letter. I'm not a crazy psycho bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he never gave her the time to explain yeah. it. He just kept going like ham on her. Yeah. Damn. That's I mean, so weird. OK, when I was reading it before, I knew something was weird when she was like, please don't hurt me. Let me explain everything. Right. That's the first thing she says. And that right. Lowen was even like, she looks scared because yeah. when we knew this was I kind of knew she was faking it. Like we knew it as we're reading. So I was expecting this huge thing to go on. Like Verity's going to attack her. The house is going to be lit on fire. Like it's going to be right. like Jane Eyre, you know? but that doesn't i was totally expecting like verity to wake up and just like start screaming and like lashing out and yeah. being like all of you're gonna fucking die now yeah <laughs> like that's what you think is gonna happen yeah so for her to come to and wake up and the first thing she's she like wait yeah <laughs> yeah and he doesn't wait he's just like you fucking like, like immediately just yeah. goes in and tries to kill her mm-hmm. fucking a dude but also he's just like you fucking like he he tried to kill her that one time but then felt bad about it because now she's in this state and yeah. he can't. He's like, well, I have to take care of her. We did our vows, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. It also makes you like almost think about like all the times that she caught Verity like watching her. Mm-hmm. If if it was more like Verity being like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Before he turns on you too. If you think about it from <laughs> Verity's perspective, yeah. she's like, who the fuck is this woman? That's also true, right? Because she probably doesn't know. She sees like, what is she doing in my office? What yeah. is she doing in my bedroom? Oh. And so she but also makes me think that when she saw Verity on the stairs, it was Verity trying to like sneak out and go find the manuscript and was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> they're on the couch. Ooh, Don't no. mind me. <laughs> but also she said when she noticed Verity up there, she like was looking down at them and then she kind of like huffed and then like stormed off. Like so she had a reaction to it, mm. but it was still like it's got to be weird yeah and she's probably like i was in this accident and then my husband is already like trying to get with this right. woman it's a lot of things to think about right i need to go to therapy after reading this honestly <laughs> it's just uh. <laughs> yeah but then when i was reading it before the letter and like as they're murdering her i'm like yeah fucking kill that bitch like i'm thinking it like, right do right it. well that's what i love about it is just like you're so like team lowen and then you at the mm-hmm. end you're just like Wait I don't know second. if I root for any of you. Yeah. Like, so, like, my takeaway, I don't, I think the letter is truthful, but then I'm like, why? Right? There's so many, like, plot holes. For her of. to, like, write that, I feel Not like there had to be, like, to write the manuscript, there had to be some truth right. in it. Right. Some truth in it. So, I think the takeaway is that everyone is capable of horrible things. Yeah. Everyone. So, that's my right. takeaway from this fucking book. <laughs> It's also kind of crazy to see because it you like we see Verity being kind of messed up, but then at the end it's kind of like oh she might not be, but mm-hmm. then you see genuine Lowen get f- weird, yeah, as fuck. Pillow under her waist, yeah, eating Jeremy's name out of the letter, like yeah. it's very like, mm. yeah. 
she does things. And I'm like, oh, well, when you're kind of becoming the psychopath here. Right. And poor crew. Well, also, like, <laughs> did you did you ever think that she gave him peanut butter to see if he also had the peanut allergy? Uh, no, I think she, like, asked him. If he had it? Yeah, like, they oh, okay. only chastised I thought she was, like, testing the water no. just to see, like, I think that was just supposed to be, had. I think that was just a, for the reader to be, like, peanut butter? Like, yeah. it's not a good symbol in this book. Right. The only person I care for in this book is Crew, because that yeah. poor boy is going to need so much therapy. I think it's funny, because I thought he was going to go, like, full creeper. Right. Yeah. Well, it's also very creepy that, like, did Jeremy never hear him be like, well, mommy told me not to do this. Mommy told me not to. It's like, how is mommy telling you anything? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe he was just letting that slip out with her. Right. Or. Oh, no. It's so weird. Also makes you think that Verity probably kept that knife in there for self-defense. Yeah. But it's she still. kept it's that still in there in really case of Jeremy. really weird place to put yeah. it, though, like, underneath the floorboards. Mm-hmm. So like, that day that he, that crew, like got the knife he that was probably when he discovered the floorboard true and he was playing with the knife and barity was probably like fuck like knife and then yeah she's like shit i have to lie here and then right yeah that's crazy and then she was probably freaking Mm. out like oh god my son's bleeding i can't do anything right how long has verity been home when lowen gets there it's not very long right a few few weeks weeks. okay that explains things because i was like Girl, how long do you have to be in this house before you find your damn manuscript? Because if it was so easy for Lowen to find, mm-hmm. why was it so hard for you to find it and get out? I know. I know exactly where everything is in my like room. Right. And, yeah. It's complete chaos, but I know where everything is. <laughs> so I have like it's your office. You're not you don't know where the manuscript that's literally holding your innocence yeah. is. Also, Jeremy didn't know about the physical manuscript. He thought it was just on the computer. So right. he deleted it. So he didn't know that she was reading it. Yeah. So that's true. But also now she knows, like he doesn't know that Lowen knows that he read it that time before. Right? Like that doesn't raise any red flags to you. Yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah. What the? Oi. I really hope they make this into some sort of like TV yes. show or movie. Cause it'd listen be to so my good. casting. <laughs> yes, please. Justin, direct it <laughs> and act in Ooh. it. <laughs> I don't know. He's, has he done anything creepy? And he's, he does, like, emotional heartbreakers. Yeah. Five feet apart. That was him. I don't know. He directed that. He he seems like a very lovable guy, like, in person. So that's kind of why I picked him as Jeremy. He has that, like, that attitude in real he life. He definitely but has then, that, like, you look at him and you're like, that's a puppy dog. Yeah. But then if you've seen, like, Jane the Virgin when he's Raphael, he that's has true. some He does have those moments. Like, oh. They're like... <laughs> Right. So he can, and he's a big dude, so he could like flip and be like an intimidating, like, please don't true. hurt me. Just fucking listen to me. Nope. I'm going to choke you. <laughs> oh, that'd be so weird to see him in that light because he hasn't done anything like that. Mm-hmm. Not that I've seen. That'd be really weird to just yeah. see him shove his fingers on a woman's throat. I'd be like, no. God. When, Not my sweet innocent When she boy. like came to the realization, she's just like, you need to do it in a way that it looks like an accident. And then she thinks about like, oh, hey, Verity. You had a great idea in your manuscript. Like, right. let's do it like this. She wrote her own death. Right. Pretty much. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But it's also because it's like, wouldn't you, like, unless they didn't, do, I'm assuming they would do an autopsy, though, and not notice that she had, like, scratch marks at the back of her throat. Because if you're shoving your fingers down there, it's got to mm-hmm. be irritated. You know what I mean? Any autopsy technicians back there? Right. You hear this because that just sounds I watch a lot of criminal minds. All right. And that just sounds like something you would see is that there would be scratch marks at the back of her throat from his fingernails. 
There's always a trace. But maybe they didn't feel like they had to do it because they were like expecting maybe. her to kind of go at some point. Right. With that. Yeah. She I wasn't know. Well, I think legally they have to. Yeah. I know that from Unless personal experience. Unless there's like, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> legally they have to just to like, mm-hmm. um, to check Rule if there out. is any foul play yeah, okay. is what they call like, it. What is that called? Foul play. Foul play. But especially Unless if someone dies his, in the house. If he cuts his nails really well. Maybe. He doesn't. I don't know. And that's the first thing I thought of. And I was like, well, wouldn't you leave marks the back of her throat? But I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know what they check for an autopsy. So I don't know if anyone yeah. would actually look at the back of her throat. Or, well, no, because she didn't have any tubes. Because I was like, oh, maybe they would just think it's like from the tubes or something. But she didn't have any. She didn't have any tubes. <sighs> I have so many questions. I mean, she was on tubes probably when she was in the coma, which wasn't probably like a month ago. Right. Oh. My brain is just going to be thinking about this damn book. No, I think about this book a lot. And I didn't even read it. I was telling everyone about it. I told you about it. I told my brother about it. I told random people at work. I'm actually going to bring this book to literally throw at someone at work. Read it. Please. Please talk to me. God. I have to warn them. I'm like, it gets kind of spicy just so you know. Right. (laughs) This random descriptions it's just so funny that we're doing this and you went first because this is such like a dark serious mm-hmm. one and i'm just looking at ice planet barbarians and i'm like <laughs> it makes sense we need something like this is, yeah it's so fluffy it's not even funny but i'm so excited it's adorable <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like a palette cleanser is this what's gonna this happen like i'm just gonna do thrillers and like i'm gonna just do like trashy movies. romance yes, novels I love i'm it. down i mean sometimes <laughs> i'm in the mood for a trashy like romance right well that's what happened is because Oh, we'll talk about it on that episode. But yeah, because this one's already getting pretty long. <laughs> right. It wasn't supposed to be a big one, but. No, but yeah. it's so like. There ugh. were so many things to talk about. I'm like, I have to get this point and this right, point. Right, right. And this is definitely a book where you need all those details to kind of like. Yeah. For the big It's going to be so funny for you to re-listen to this because you said something. I was just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of made it sound like, <laughs> like right before I forget what it was. Oh, I should have written it I down. always do that. <laughs> But you were like hitting it on the nose without even meaning to. Oh, was um, it like, um, why hasn't she shown her? Like, why didn't she show him the manuscript in the beginning? No, it was before that. Oh, it was like towards the beginning. Oh, it was something about Verity's writing. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, you're, you'll listen to it and you'll be like, yeah. ah, there it is. Like, ah, <laughs> ah, there it is. <laughs> oh. oh, man. There's wow. a lot of random foreshadowing in the beginning. A lot. Mm hmm. My brain is just like, what? <laughs> so yeah, that's Colleen Hoover. Wow. She literally put as many fucked up things into this. Right. And I think she said that this was a writing exercise for her because she's a writer. Funny. Yeah. So she had to come at this with two perspectives on writing and make it messed up. Yeah. Right. Well, also, isn't this like very different from her normal stuff? Is yeah. this the only one that she's done like this? Yeah. This is in the thriller, or the horror section at Barnes & Noble. You yeah. can't find it in her normal... Right, the like where her, table. Yeah, where the her romance stuff is. Like, yeah, it's separate from all her other books. Okay, that's what I thought. And she is actually currently writing, or maybe she finished it, another one like this. Ooh, yes. exciting mm-hmm. for you to read it and then tell me about it. Oh, I'm going to pick that fucker exactly. up. <laughs> Fantastic. Ooh, that's cool. I love when authors do that because you kind of look at them like, what else is in that mind of yours, <laughs> sweet human being? My God. Yeah. I also thought these like, episodes would be good to do because i've like listened to some podcasts where they just kind of like i've listened to some where they talk about books i have no plan on reading but i want to know what the fuck the book's about right it's everywhere but i don't want to read it right but i want to know what's going on yeah Yeah. i don't want to read the wikipedia article exactly this is more fun (laughs) this is way more fun like being told it's like sitting at a campfire and being like tell me a story Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And I love scaring people. It's great. Right. <laughs> okay. I guess we should end this. Right. We, we definitely should. Ice Planet Barbarians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the next one coming out. We're about to record it right now. So it's like Avatar, but in the snow. Is that what this is? Kind of. Okay. We'll get into it. I don't All know. Right. There's like legit plot. You guys might like it. I don't oh, know. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm sure. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, can't really do closing questions and no, stuff like this. No. Yeah. I think <laughs> we're <right>. good. <laughs> right. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. Keep reading. Yes. <laughs> and keep watching. I haven't done this in a while. I okay. know. Right? <laughs> a little rusty. Sorry, guys. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.